Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, our guest is Falguni Katira. She is a brand or a purpose-based marketer. I met her through many different platforms and we've got a really awesome human connection. We've got really cool stories between us and wanted to bring her on to the podcast and, and her, you know, listen to her story. She's been doing, she's doing some awesome things in the community and uh, I was like, this is something that we love enabling normal humans everybody into helping each other and she's got an awesome story so Olguni thanks so much for coming on to the podcast absolutely the pleasure is mine thank you Janet you're welcome you're welcome so tell us a little bit about yourself your journey your story and how you got here and uh, what's going on sure so I am currently living in the Bay Area, a purpose-based marketer, uh, working in San Francisco and uh, having two kids mm -hmm. managing, uh, and they are very young, so uh, four and six. So uh -huh. it's, it's <laughs> yes. So um, managing them, so busy being a mother, busy being an entrepreneur on the side, like a side hustler, yeah. busy being the, um, the purpose-based marketer. So it, it's, and, and busy being a wife. It's, it's all, you know, multifaceted and it's all going uh, pretty well, keeping me very, very busy, but I'm enjoying every different aspect of it. So, yeah. Very cool. Yes. I have been living in the East Coast for a very, very long time and coming to Bay Area a couple of years ago has been a has been the newest, big, biggest change that has happened right after the kids. <laughs> so it has yeah. been um, pretty life-changing in the sense of, you know, the work culture, the living, the lifestyle completely has been very different and things like that. So life has been different, yes. And I'm enjoying every different uh, aspect of it again. So That's very cool. So you were out here in the East Coast before? I was in the East Coast, yes. Nice. Um, around uh, which area? So I was in the New York, New Jersey, and Delaware Belt. Okay. I've been I've lived in all of those three cities yeah. uh, for many years in Delaware as working at uh, Barclays. So yeah. my job got me there, and I've been living there for many many years nice. before I moved to California. Yeah, California is a totally different beast. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, who I went to school with, he was he also lived in New Jersey for a while and then his job took him to San Francisco and he's like, you know, this is way too expensive. I am going back. <laughs> so after two years, back to New yes. Jersey. <laughs> yes, I do still miss my, uh, I do miss the seasons. I miss mm -hmm. my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, my son misses the snow. It has been still, I'm, we're trying to settle down. It yeah. was very interesting. Thing. Uh, when we moved here, we moved for family. My husband's brother lives here. So we moved to live closer to them. Uh, but it was very interesting because I moved from Delaware at that point. So it was like the second smallest state to the second biggest state. Yeah. Tax to the highest tax state, it was a lot of changes, right? Yeah. So we were like 
what should we do? Should we do we want to really live here, etc.? So we, um, it was very interesting. We thought that now that we really in our in the back of our heads, we knew we want to settle here just for for family. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, you know, we were looking into houses and stuff like that. And the day we bought the house and we we're like, okay, now this is all getting real. So that was the day we went to the DMV and got our license and stuff. Because yeah. now we are really living here, you know. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it, it's it's a big change. Yeah, uh, I actually moved from the West Coast to the East Coast because my wife's family is out here and she wanted to be closer to them. And for the past three years, we've been... We lived in a rental place, but then finally when we bought our place, then and I was like, all right, now we've we've kind of settled down here, <laughs> get integrated and see what's going on kind of deal. Right, right. Cool. So what are you specifically, so, so you had an awesome story that you told me about and how you're creating, you're working with a, a close-knit family or people and teaching how you can go back into the corporate world after being in the house for a while. That's right. It is. It is my deep, deep passion. I really believe. So I and the the, the story really goes like I have. I I am a mother. I have been uh, staying at home. I took a break from corporate world and spent the time to be with my kids. And yeah. I have. I know many, many families, many, many friends of mine that have done the same. Some of them have gone back to uh, the corporate world and gotten back into the routine. Some of them have, are struggling. Some of them don't want to. So there are different, you know, um, perspectives of ladies alone on, on, on all of this, right? So women alone think very, very differently. Some of them tied. But one, one common thread is that all of them tied to their self-respect and their confidence. Right. Yeah. So the ones that have gotten back have gotten back because they wanted to prove it to themselves, you know, more than anything else. And it was there. There are a lot of stories that really got me into thinking that we are all, you know, wanting each other's help to kind of cope up with this, right? Because yeah. motherhood itself is a huge change. It is life changing, really. And yeah. then, and not only just you know, mentally in every aspect of it, it is changing, right? So to firstly accept that as it is and then to really take that situation to our advantage not doing injustice to the kid not spending that required time with the kid etc is a different struggle all that every you know woman goes through but besides that you know there are many other ladies i mean women that i know that have uh that have not been able to get back to the corporate world because recently moved to the united states and they are on an immigrant visa so cannot for what just to make sure that you know, all of this is is kind of uh, brought into conversations. All of this is kind of acknowledged, and people who are going through some of these challenges feel heard, feel you know like acknowledged, and then they are also seeking help, which is which is why I kind of spend so much time that I do with with all of these individuals, right? Yeah. And then, so um, so yes, so being being very very uh, close, uh, some of my close friends are in that situation, were in that situation, and some of them fear to be in that situation, which is why they are thinking about when to have a child and whatnot. So I've kind of had the spectrum of all of these different stages, if you will. It is it is very interesting how we all think and make these big life decisions based on our fears and our confidence, you know? So 
it all of this is extremely interesting to me and which is why i have the side hustle wherein i i am talking to the community centers and going and talking to the stay at home moms and having like sort of some small little gatherings at this point i want to eventually blow it out into bigger seminars etc but you know right now i'm just kind of source gathering trying to be that trying to be that a flag bearer that it's really really okay the first step is to accept the current situation right you cannot work because of visa because of kids because of what not it, it's okay right yeah. it has to be understood as something that i cannot do because of a, a serious certain limitation some of it could be just self self born like you know it could be something that is self inflicted some of it could be real in the sense of yes this country you do not have a, the right permit to work which is a, which is a totally different story right yeah yeah but other than that you know some of it is like i don't know if i can get back i don't know if i'm good enough i don't know if i'll get a job like you know those yeah. are the kind of things that and then luckily i think i am in in the best place actually to talk about this to raise awareness about this because i i am in the bay area in san francisco there yeah. are many many companies that are completely open about all of this there are many companies that are accepting of people that uh, you know have taken a certain sabbatical for whatever reason and are wanting to come back so they are wanting to ignore that aspect of it and really look into what they have done in the past and what are they how much are they willing to put to kind of come back up to speed and really contribute right yeah, so yeah. they are looking into that aspect of the passion that that person is bringing and the ability that that person has barring the fact that that person could not work because of whatever reason right so yeah. so all of those things are extremely important i have been on an h1 visa on an h4 visa i believe wherein mm-hmm. i was not allowed I, in in the us so i've been through that as well i've been through the you know i can i could work but uh, i mean i had the legal permit to work but I, i was having kids and i didn't want to you know be away from them which is why i didn't work so i've and before coming to the us i was i i'm from india so before coming to the us i was working in india and i was having a fantastic career which i literally kind of stopped and came to this country with my husband so there is there have been many many changes that have Absolutely. kind of yeah you know helped me look at all of this in the right light and in hindsight i mean everything makes sense and you just all of that is part of the journey anyway right yeah exactly and all of it is also coming back yeah no you're absolutely right it's it's uh it's a totally different view it's a totally different i mean uh especially when you have to uproot your life that you that you you know you've planned out and this is what's going to happen but then there's these changes that come and then you're left wondering okay what's the next step how do i get over this hurdle and having a mentor like yourself you know is is a having somebody to talk to somebody who's gone through the same you know issues and whatnot it definitely helps to figure out okay these are the next things that i need to do absolutely absolutely and you know once i kind of started this journey and started talking to people and it all kind of happened when my friends started sharing and i was like okay this is a theme that i'm seeing my friends in india my friends in europe like you know there are many many people and now you know we have the ability to talk to everyone around the world almost at a click of a button so it just becomes easier so i kind of literally proactively reached out after a point when i started seeing a theme i proactively reached out to my friends that were some of them are living in australia some are so you know all different parts of the world yeah. and 
believe me everybody has the same under thought like everybody has the same pulse if you will when it comes to you know getting back to work after having a kid or you know not being able to work because of whatever other reason right so yeah. and every each of each of us have different abilities you know some of them i know some beautiful stories also of women that um, you know took up their passion for cooking or their passion for baking etc mm-hmm. and out into a full blown career wherein they don't have to leave the house they can be with the kid but also do something that they feel worthy of right yeah this is also yes. fantastic like you know those are also beautiful stories that we share with people that are you're know, not able to really bring up time to really get out of the house if you will right and then yeah. now i think with the work from home culture etc a lot of things are changing lot of them yes so um yeah it is it is interesting to see how the companies are also really i mean the corporate america is also extremely sensitive towards this issue which is why they are the many many bigger companies are actually providing some facilities for the new moms the whole you know i think the paid time off once you have a kid is also extending us so i think all of these things are resulting into a better and more um, stronger workforce if you will that are yeah. dedicated to come back to work as well no you're absolutely right it it there's a lot of awareness in this area yeah. and um it's it's good for the future it's good for the current state of um families because um uh, like you mentioned you you started seeing this pattern emerging from a lot of people no matter what part of the world they were in and Absolutely. you noticed that a lot of us generation x generation you know pre generation um or the pre millennials we have we you you're facing this and a i was speaking with um my good friend Judy Fox and she was saying you know uh one tv show that she relates to is called younger oh yeah <laughs> i don't know if you've seen the show but i've seen the show and it's <laughs> it's uh you know it's a single mom and she pretends to be you know in her 20s just so she can get a job and get away from it all although wow. she's in her 40s and um it's a really you know fun tv show and it it <laughs> addresses a lot of these things that people are facing It's really right. Yes. No, and then the other thing is also, you know, the other aspect is about the guilt, you know, of leaving the kids and going. So regardless of okay, you kind of uh, are okay to get back and get that confidence back to going to work is one thing. And then the other thing is to gather the guts to actually leave the kid and to find the right caretaker to make sure that you get back on time and sector all the other stresses that kind of come with that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know so that and are they eating well or not are they doing this or not you know there are a lot of things that go on and when the kids grow up and then you know it's like are they what watching a lot of tv are they eating well are they thinking that i'm not spending enough time with them you know oh my god i went through that and i was like is my son really thinking that i'm not spending enough time are they really thinking i'm a good mom or a bad mom oh my god and i used to talk about this to my friends and they're like it's funny you say that i was thinking yeah. exactly the same and you know all of that <laughs> like oh wow <laughs> so you know it's all of this is so real that you can actually touch it you can feel it like this is all really what people think you know yeah so um, it, yeah it was it was interesting i i remember asking my 
three year old at that point. I was like, how how do you how do you like Mama? And then he's like, I love her. I was like, is she good or very good? You know, because at that point he he started understanding good and very good and all. Yeah. So and he was like. she's the best and i'm like oh my god it literally tears rolled down my eyes i was like this is exactly what i wanted to hear it is exactly. just some small sort of those gratifications that we that we get from here and there like oh yes you know you get that reality check you feel like okay i can breathe again so that's right um, yeah a lot of those things uh, really make a difference and i think now uh, so i got back to work right after my older one was a year old and mm-hmm. then for my younger one i took about 6 um, months break and then um, i i continued to work yeah. now they are 4 and 6 as i mentioned and yeah. they are completely used to the lifestyle that we have you know so we live in the morning all four of us and we come back in the evening all four of us and yeah. you know we have the time after, before and after and stuff like that so they are completely used to it it just becomes a part of life it's it's you know uh, something that they find unusual if, if that is not the case right yeah. yeah so the fear that we have at that point however real it may be you know it's all going to be okay you know once you take that step once you dare to actually do it Yes. So yeah. No, that's so true because when you think about it, this is, you know, we we bring them in this world and it's good that we have these thoughts, hey, are we paying them enough attention? Are we taking care of all the things that they need because that in itself is a sign of a good parent because at least you have the time to even think that in that way. because if you know if you and I were a bad parent we wouldn't even think about that we would just continue on living our lives and you know feeding them when they tell us they're hungry <laughs> rather than thinking about okay you need to go eat right now because it's time to eat and you know it's it's a it's a really interesting aspect because when i was growing up my grandmother and my mom the one thing on top of their i mean my you know um I'm also from the Southeast Asia and the one thing that they w- they would always ask did you eat did you eat did you eat what did you eat what did you eat <laughs> you should eat this you should eat this you should drink this water you know they had a almost like a a disease <laughs> it's not a disease but it's 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 the that parent that nurture aspect of being a parent you know making sure that your kids are fed that you know they're not hungry they don't they're not cranky and um now being parents you know it's on top of mind all the time like all right did my kid eat what, you know right. and and then they'll start acting out and uh, coming and asking you hey can i have some cookies can i have some yeah. of this I'm like well did you have lunch I'm like no <laughs> like okay well you're not having a, you're not having cookies till you have some lunch so yeah it's it's really cool that you know um there's there's so many people we can talk about this and touch touch those subjects and um have a I mean even just talking about it and getting tips and you know how can we do this better how can we be better parents it's, it's a huge huge um opportunity for us the best thing i tell you when i when i go to this this uh, you know sessions or, or the talks or whatever you call it when i go there the light that i see in people's face when i say you are okay you are not doing anything wrong like literally this sentence mm-hmm. like 
brings a smile, gives them that affirmation or something that they're looking for because yeah. probably not being told that, you know, or they're not telling themselves that more. Yeah. That is more the case, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just tell yourself, I am okay, right? You know, mm-hmm. it is fine. Whatever I have done up until now is all okay. And what I'm going to do from now is also all okay. What I'm going to do is let's talk about that, right? So mm-hmm. it is the important to really firstly accept and forgive ourselves. It is yes. most fundamental. And which is what we do not have. We do not accept because I'm like, I wish, I wish, I wish. So you're not currently accepting the situation that you are in, which is why you just keep on wishing and cannot do anything about it. And then the second thing is, I, I'm so bad. I think I did this wrong. I'm so mm-hmm. bad to spend time with the kid or I'm not able to go back to work. I am bad. No, we have to stop that. Like stopping that and that belief is, is really what I'm extremely interested in. I literally want to tell every single woman that things like that, stop it. Like, you know, really. So yeah, that yeah. talk is what itself narrative should change completely to it is okay. Like, you know, these things, we sometimes say it very loosely and we sometimes don't say it when we need to say it. It is okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, those are the kind of things that really interest me. The other aspect that I, I really am also intrigued about is the support that they have at home. Mm-hmm. There are so many women that, and, and I'm sorry, I'm again and again saying women because that is how traditionally it has always been and still in some parts of the world or many yeah. parts of the world, it is still traditionally the women. But there are many men who are now stepping up, helping, and they are very progressive in their thoughts, etc. So exactly. I have at most respect for them. So, you know, it's yeah. nothing about not talking about men or not empathizing with them. I very much do. But what I'm saying is generally I've seen my target audience for some of these talks have always been women. Right. So this shows me some sort of a trend, but regardless of that, you know, I, I am appreciative of everybody that kind of attends. But the point is, that some of these men are really extremely supportive. In mm. fact, come and tell me, can you talk to my wife? I really want her to feel good about herself. Yeah. I, and at some point, it is also like they may be saying it to their spouses, but you know, once you kind of numb them, numb that out, right? You don't, yes. you don't want to get that validation from somebody who you already know does it to you. You wanted right. to hear it from somebody else, right? Exa- so, exactly. Yeah. Right. So that is the kind of thing, you know, so that and some of them are believing that, uh, you know, really she's not good for nothing and all of that. So there are two different types of mm. reactions as well. Right. Yes, and, yes. But the good news is that many, many of them, at least in, in the first world countries, mm. are you know, supportive are the ones who come and say, can you talk to me? I really want her to pursue her passion. I really want her to do that. My husband was one of those, which is why I, you know, feel empowered to really Mm -hmm. talk about that and to be the person that I'm ultimately able to be because of his support. So, you know, there are a lot of things that go into raising kids, even, you know, thinking about it and the whole dynamic, it's a lot different. friend of mine and uh, he was mentioning that you know he's he was he was the only person working and they had three kids at the point and so the wife decided to stay at home with the kids etc you know I don't want to disregard the pressure that it may have put on yourself like you may have put on yourself in terms of being the sole breader so you have to make sure that you know your kids and your wife and everybody are fed fed well and else can you do right because it is very difficult right Mm -hmm. so it is a uh, it is a interesting dynamic. It is something that as a family, we can all 
come together and decide as to what the next course is best for our family, what is the best solution, and then do that with respect. Mom Absolutely. is not going to work because she has so much to do at home, right? It is yeah. a totally different thing versus she's not good for nothing and that's why she's not going. That's a totally different thought. Right. Yes, it is. So it is. It is a lot about you know the 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 tone that we use. That oh, I'm just at home, or no, I work. I I am at home because I want to take care of my kids. It's a totally different thing that you even tell yourself before you yeah. tell it to others. Exactly. No, you're right. absolutely right. That that makes so much sense because you've got to have the respect because being married and raising kids, it's not that you know the home all the home tasks are somebody, you know, one person's job versus outside work is somebody else's job. It's that we're both partners, right? As parents, we are, we're not, it's not 50, 50, it's not 60, 60, it's hundred percent, hundred percent. Because that's what you got to bring to the partnership, right? If you're not doing hundred percent, then that means that, you know, you're, you're not committed to the relationship. You're not committed to the family and, and, um, it's just not going to end well. Right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then that partnership actually also shows on the upbringing that the kids have and, and what their internal dialogue happens, you know, what mm-hmm. their inner voice builds out to be. So exactly. I think that partnership and to show that to the kids is extremely important as well, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah. very important. It's- yeah, very important to be expressive, very important to tell the kids if they are thinking about certain, you know, friends or some, somebody like that differently, it is very important to correct them that no, you know, because because kids are also kids, you know, they can mm-hmm. do not going to work. So one of my friend was, uh, went back to school after having the kids, right? So, mm-hmm. sorry, so my son no, goes it's... like, so he's like, are you, um, so uh, so tomorrow when your mom goes to work, can you do something like that? He was saying, so... Mm-hmm. The, the kid goes like, no, my mom is not going to go to work. She's going to go to school. What? School? Like, is she a kid? Like, you know, <laughs> the whole aspect of little kid, uh, so uh, adults going to school was something so new. And that yeah. was the time. I was like, oh my God, you cannot prepare enough for your kids to say the most appropriate things. They're going to mm-hmm. say naturally to them and you don't want to curb that right i'm like okay but then i i took the time to really explain to him that this is how adults also go to school we have gone to school like you know because here we refer to college and stuff like that at school right yes yes it's yes. like it's it was really word. interesting to overhear that conversation and i'm like <laughs> wow what kids think right and yeah. how they think so yeah it is yeah. interesting that's so cool that's that's really very really yeah because kids will say you know they don't have a filter like exactly what they, what they I mean that's exactly what they hear and that's what exactly what they're gonna say and which is which is hundred percent accurate the context is is what's missing in that in that respect right 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 yes they have not seen it any other way so mm-hmm. they don't know right okay. so yeah 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 makes a lot of difference sweet no, it does <laughs> does make a lot of difference and um, I mean um, we've had. I've had conversations of, of, you know, being a parent, being an entrepreneur and, you know, how, how to juggle the many things that we're doing uh, with Errol uh, Erdeman on one of his, one of the podcast episodes. And this is a, you know, this is a great, uh, you know, going back into parenting into, and um, making sure that we're doing everything that we can as parents to provide all that we know 
like all the things that we we were not privy of, you know, growing up. You know, we want right. them to have the best of everything in the world, and that's why you know uh, we ha- our kids have so many toys because we, we want to, to right. make sure they're happy. <laughs> right. It's right. a different. It's a different question if those toys get cleaned up at the end of the day, or we have to go clean up after after them. That's a totally right. different story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, we had some really good, uh, you know, those are some really awesome stories. I love it. You know, I love what you're doing. Being the Global Goodwill Ambassador, I saw that you've been uh, a volunteer <laughs> in this space for a very long time, which is really awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, All right. The point is to just spread as much light as possible and make this world a better place because it truly is if you yes. look at it in the right light, right? Yes, it is. So, it is. Yeah. Um, it's the only world we've got. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So yes. at this point of the conversation, uh, I'd like to take uh, our audience or our guests to a, a new level and ask some questions about their hobbies and, you know, because this is a Hex and Hobbies show. So what is one hobby that you wish you got into in your life? I wish I got back to painting, yeah. I left it when I was, you know, right after mm-hmm. marriage and I want mm-hmm. to get back. Nice. Yeah, painting is yeah. painting is a lot of fun. Um, oh, yes. And it is just therapeutic, actually. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I go on this, uh, you know, paint with a twist kind of nights or paint nights with my friends and so on. Uh-huh. And it just yeah. kind of, brings back the whole beautiful memories of actually creating paintings and then having it in my dad's office and at my home and you know nice. it is, it's all beautiful so yeah i wish i get get gotten back to that yeah cool awesome well what is um next question what is your favorite movie or tv show and if none how about a book my favorite book has really been the one thing and start with the why. Those are the two books that really kind of brought me back to where I really should have been in terms of my mindset, my approach, etc. Mm-hmm. So those are the my most favorite books. Nice. My uh, best TV shows have been Friends and Sex and the City. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, the one thing was an amazing book. I read that one. Uh, I have to go check out Start with, Start with Why. Yeah. Um, and Start with Why is is also something that that as a UX designer, we ask why a lot more than anything else because we want to understand why, you know, users are doing what they're doing and uh, how they uh, get better at using or, you know, how we get designed better applications so they have to jump through less and less hoops. Absolutely. It is such a huge problem solver. Mm -hmm. Just yourself why why but why this but why that and then as a marketer i can completely resonate with that as well because mm-hmm. you know the the most important thing that we have to answer is why why for the audience is this right why for the business is this right you know why is this the right channel why is this the right message you know why is it solving this need versus that etc so you know getting into that brings out a lot of clarity and and for me the why is being a purpose-based marketer. I completely kind of, you know, get into that drill in my head and into the meetings that I attend just because I want to make sure that we are all aligned with the why, you know, the purpose. So it is 
family yeah it is very important and i something that i practice every time uh, every day because it helps me mm-hmm. a lot no it it does because it it forces the the requester to <clears throat> give us a reason why they're thinking that way and exactly. is there any other way exactly yes awesome all right uh what is your favorite superhero <laughs> <laughs> I know this is kind of a geeky question because I love movies and I love superheroes and comics and I you know, like bring that bring that around and see what people think. <laughs> I am um very uh traditional in that sense and mm-hmm. I I um love to believe and I've always believed as a child that my ultimate superhero is one of the deity that we refer to as hanuman mhm mhm i have always seen of him as a superhero i don't i mean i've i've watched all the you know movies that the mm-hmm. super like that my kids watch yeah but yeah cool so hanuman is your superhero yes absolutely perfect okay last question what if you were a board game <laughs> Which one would it be? That is an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one I didn't see coming, my friend. Yeah, I have think <laughs> that's the one I keep it for the last. <laughs> yes, yes, I have to think. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, I love playing apples to apples sequence. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, lot of ones, uh, Scrabble. Scrabble, yeah. Ah, I love that. Yeah, those are the ones. So which which board game would you be if you were to pick one? Let's say it's all about putting the pieces together and making yeah. sense. So Scrabble. Scrabble, <laughs> yeah, puzzle. that's that's a good yeah. game. We celebrated my my son's my oldest son's birthday yesterday and um somebody gave us scrabble for gave him scrabble for the for for a gift I'm uh-huh. like cool we were just talking about it the other day <laughs> awesome well yeah. falgoni thank you so much for your time uh before we go i would like to you know where can my audience find you on oh, diff- linkedin the most <laughs> linkedin okay well yes linkedin is my go to Awesome. We'll be sure to include your LinkedIn profile information on the show's note so audience can reach out to you, find out how can they become a purpose-based marketer or if they want to help in the area where you're providing information with um people coming back to work and how can they be more confident and be more strong and self yeah self aware and and um be able to you know take take challenges head on and not be afraid absolutely always welcome man always awesome well thank you so much folgani this was really nice talking with you we'll talk with you soon thank you very much and before we go what is your favorite board game so my favorite board game is settlers of catan oh i love that game yes See? Yeah yeah I didn't think <laughs> I love that one yes No problem. Yeah, Settlers of Catan has a nice a mix between 
um, Monopoly and what's the other game? Risk. So it's, it's, a, it's more like a collaboration game as well as a, a, you know, take all. I mean, you have to collaborate. You have to work with other people to share yeah. resources and whatnot. But then when you're on a roll, you can totally take over and block other people from <laughs> advancing. Yes. Oh, I love that game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you so much Falaguni this was awesome yeah pleasure talking to you man. thank you thank you congratulations you made it to the end of the episode thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today you could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website